0: Borealis. How's the biosphere?
1: Full of surprises.
0: Circumference?
1: 33 inches.
0: Ben, you remember Dr. Croft, don't you? From the cesarean? He's wondering whether he might stop by and have another look at Zenobia.
1: He wants to examine her?
0: It's time for a six-month checkup.
1: You won't hurt her, will he? She's very sensitive.
0: No, he just wants to look, that's all. Could we pay you a visit tomorrow morning?
1: Well, I suppose...
0: Great, Ben. So long. Why? Who is that, Daddy?
1: Your obstetrician. He's coming over tomorrow with a scientist who's very curious about you. It it would probably be best if you didn't.
2: Didn't let him know I can talk. I'll make him think I'm just a big dumb rock.
1: A rock? No, he'll probably
3: decide you're the most, most important, important discoveries th- into the Taung skull. No doubt about it, Mr. Garber. You think?
2: What's the, taung the
3: Tawang Skull? The Skull is the first fossil evidence of Australopithecus africanus. Cool. The Tawang Fossil was a baby girl, just like your, uh, sister. According to the theory of transcendental mutation, a human
0: gestated biosphere was bound to appear sooner or later.
4: Yeah, we'd love her even if she wasn't transcendent. There's an
0: equation for it. Abner's published four articles on transcendental mutation in Epidemiology Review. Our subscription ran out. Ben? Polly, I really admire the way you've kept the National Enquirer and those other leeches out of the picture. You could have made a ton of money with this story.
3: So now I slip this medicine dropper into Zenobia's largest ocean Careful. and suck up a laboratory sample. You also, need a pinch, just a pinch of
0: desert. There and a cutting from the rainforest. Be gentle. And a paint scraper. We need a bit of this archipelago. Don't! D- Dr. Croft wants to make sure she's not hosting any lethal pathogens.
4: Pathogens? So she's never even had roseola. Hey, hey, not stop even cradle
0: cap. There, she didn't mind
3: at all. And now...
4: That's the biggest syringe I ever saw.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm going to insert it into this volcanic island like so and extract some magma. No, oh, now you did make a crowd. Finally,
4: I need... No more samples, Dr. Croft. I only want... Enough! As you wish.
3: Thank
1: you, Mr. Garber and Mrs. Garber. Epidemiology will always be in your debt. Now that such an important scientist had taken an interest in our biosphere, Jason's attitude began to change. Zenobia was no longer just his grotesque little sister. Suddenly, she was his hobby. All he wanted for Christmas was a Johnny Genius microscope set and some theatrical floodlights. And we soon found out why.
4: Mom, Dad, come to the nursery. I've got something to show you.
1: Be right there.
2: Coming, Jason.
4: This is incredible. No. Oh. He fixed up her crib like a science lab.
1: Those floodlights say uh, they might be too hot for her.
2: No problem, Daddy. In fact, they're accelerating my photosynthesis. Look through the microscope, Mom. I've got it pointed at her coastal waters.
4: Tell me what you think of those. Well, I'll just focus and Huh. <gasps> Creatures, Ben. Creatures? Zenobia has fish. Oh, let me see. Oh, oh,
1: wow, fish. They're they're gorgeous.
2: Thank you. Over 600 species so far. Maybe we should tell Dr. Croft about this.
4: I don't think that's a very good idea.
2: Some miracles are best kept in the family.
1: All through the winter, Jason made observations. For instance, he noticed that when Polly and I got mad at each other and fell into a cold silence, Zenobia's glaciers would begin migrating south. When our money troubles started depressing us, a dark cloud would cover Zenobia for hours. Angry words got our oceans bubbling. For Zenobia's sake, we all tried to be as nice to each other as possible.
2: Mom, Dad, come quick! She's got amphibians! Oh, goodness! There must be a million frogs down there. Closer to two million, actually.
1: And when amphibians come, it's only a matter of time before... They're
4: here! The dinosaurs are here! Astounding! Take a look, Ben.
1: I see a, a triceratops.
4: She's going through a
2: Cretaceous state. I spotted tyrannosaurs chasing their prey, duckbills wading through swamps.
1: Hey, there's one of those winged dinosaurs. Uh, 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 Pterodactyls, right?
2: No, pteranodons, Daddy. And they aren't dinosaurs. They're flying reptiles. Pterosaurs. Parasols Paleontology is in the details
1: Whether our baby's life forms emerged spontaneously Or whether something supernatural was at work Well, Senators, that's not a question I'm prepared to answer Either way, it was an exciting development But some of Jason's discoveries weren't so exciting In fact, they were distressing as hell
2: I'm worried about her, Mom the pH of her precipitation is 4.2, when it should be 5.6. What are you talking about? I'm talking about acid rain, Mom. I'm talking about Zenobia's lakes
4: becoming as dead as the moon. Well, how could that be? Who's creating the acid rain? She doesn't have people. I know, Mom, but we do. Earth does.
2: Oh. That's not all. I'm recording 20% less phytoplankton in her oceans than last week. It's like there was a hole in her ozone layer.
4: Is there? Not in her ozone layer. I get you. If this
2: keeps up, I'm afraid she's going to get sick.
1: So you see, Senators, where most parents only have to worry about ear infections and chickenpox, we had acid rain and ozone depletion. Then came the tragedy. Fourth of July. We'd invited some families over for a potluck supper. At one point, a bunch of little kids, five and six-year-olds, wandered into the nursery. They thought Zenobia was some sort of toy. So they picked her up and took her to the dog pen. Mom! What? Emergency,
2: Mom, emergency. Coming, Jason. Zenobia. What happened? Those rotten little kids, they threw her in the dog pen. In the dog pen? They thought she was a soccer ball.
4: I'm coming, darling!
2: Help! Back,
4: Tom! Back! Back! mommy has got you, Zenobia. Oh. Here, Jason. Catch. Got it. You're gonna be okay, Liz. You're gonna be okay. And they bit me! Yes, darling. You've got a few fang marks. They look like meteor craters.
2: My southern continent.
4: Fractured, yes.
2: In two places.
4: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They're gone. Yes, darling. The dogs are gone. No. My
2: dinosaurs. Your dinosaurs. They're gone. I can't feel my hadrosaurs.
4: Where are my hadrosaurs? Oh, darling. My tyrannosaurs. My triceratops. Oh, no. I, I want them back.
2: I want my dinosaurs back.
1: Jason carried Zenobia to the nursery and put her under the microscope. Her swamps were empty, her savannas were barren. An extinction, Senators, no doubt about it. And what's more, when Jason did a complete exam, he found that his sister's pollution problems were multiplying. We decided to be honest with her.
4: We'll be honest, Zenobia. Your clouds are full of greenhouse gases.
2: Methane, carbon dioxide, chlorofluorocarbons. That would explain my coastal flooding, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah. And your phytoplankton levels are half what they should be. And your pH is down to 3.8. I'm pretty sick, aren't I? There, there, darling.
2: I miss my dinosaurs, Mommy. I miss
4: them so much. There, there.
1: Hello,
3: Mr. Garber, Abner Croft, the epidemiologist, I'm wondering if Dr. Borealis and I might drop by tonight, uh, say, after dinner
1: I don't know, there's been an extinction in the family
3: I have, uh, what? I I have an exciting proposal for you Proposal? Uh, It's rather complicated
1: Well, all right, come on over
3: I'm not a religious man. Like I said on the phone, Mr. Garber, I'm not a religious man. But I can't help believing your little Zenobia here has been, well, sent. We feel that Providence has dropped her in our lap. She was dropped in Polly's lap. Oh, my
4: lap and Ben's. You
3: know how in the old days coal miners used to take a canary down with them into the shaft? Well, when the canary squawked and ran around and then keeled over, the men knew poison gas was leaking into the mine. I've heard of that. Smart boy. Well, folks, I'd say
0: your Zenobia is exactly that sort of canary.
2: She's a biosphere.
0: Dr. Croft's been on the phone to Washington all week, and they finally made an offer. Tell him, Abner.
3: The U.S. Department of the Interior is about to grant me half a million dollars so my institute can acquire this little canary.
4: What are you talking about?
3: Buying your biosphere for half a million dollars.
0: Buying her? She's the planetary model Abner's been looking for, Ben. Better than the most sophisticated 3D computer simulation.
3: After introducing various agents into the model's atmosphere, mercury, chlorine, methane, carbon dioxide, the Croft Institute will be able to construct complete and convincing scenarios for
1: environmental collapse.
4: Mercury, chlorine, are you joking? It's time, you gentlemen, were toddling along home. Zenobia's not for sale.
1: We're patriotic Americans, but nobody's going to put chemicals in our daughter's atmosphere, not even the president of the United States himself. Hey,
3: I hate to play hardball with you nice folks, but the test results are in, and the fact is, this biosphere contains a rare form of the simian t lymphotrophic retrovirus. The
1: fact is, the fact is, Dr. Croft, our baby couldn't give my great-aunt Jennifer a head cold.
0: Am I right, Dr. Borealis? Well, now that's difficult. Look, to... see this paper?
1: It's a
3: warrant from the Center County Health Commissioner authorizing me to appropriate this globe and quarantine it. You're harboring a Class M biohazard.
4: Ben, hand Dr. Croft his hat. We have a barn full of dogs. Mean ones.
3: All I have to do is pick up my cell phone, call the sheriff's office, and in one hour, a dozen armed men will be at your door. An hour, huh?
1: Then we'd better get cracking. Polly, kids, we're going for a car ride.
4: Good idea, dear. Excellent
2: plan, Daddy.
1: Hey, did she say that? Good grief, she can talk.
2: You bet I can
3: talk, Doc. She talks. Well, whether she talks or not, she's still a Class M biohazard. No,
1: get out of my house, both of you. Get
4: out. Out. A Class M biohazard?
1: Scoop up the baby, Polly.
4: Zenobia, it's time to go look at the stars. There's no other way, sis. I know.
2: I know. Your pH is down to 3.1. True. True.
1: I guess we haven't been to Mount Skyhooks.
2: Since the night you learned I could talk.
4: You told us the galaxy was full of orphans.
1: Okay. Everybody out. Unbuckle your sister's son.
4: Jason, I'll take Zenobia. Here. I wonder how many stars you can see on a night like this. About 6,000. Of course, some of them are planets.
0: Hand me
1: our daughter, Polly.
4: Let me finish combing her jungles. Mommy, give me to Daddy. Okay. Here. Here.
1: I hate this. I just hate it.
2: It's necessary
1: I said we'd never set you adrift And now
2: Moses' parents, Amram and Yalcabed They did the right thing Look, there's Orion
4: Cassiopeia Is that the Big Dipper? See that, Mom So that must be Polaris
1: Let's just get this over with, okay?
4: They're pulling at me,
2: Daddy The stars are pulling
1: I can feel it
2: I want to kiss
4: her goodbye
2: Me too I think she's crying. That riverbed used to be dry. All you have to do is throw me, Daddy.
3: Ready, everybody?
2: No, no.
4: Ready.
1: One, two.
4: I love you, Zenobia. I love you so much.
1: Three. There she goes.
4: Goodbye, Zenobia. I'm sure gonna
2: miss you. I love you. Bye, bye, Bye -bye, Bye -bye, bye, Zenobia. Zenobia.
4: bye Zenobia.
1: Bye-bye, she kept calling out of the darkness. Bye-bye. The earth turned once, twice. Asparagus, raspberries, apples, Christmas trees, puppies. By staying busy, we stayed sane. And then one afternoon, Jason ran up to me holding a video cassette. He'd been watching a tape he'd made of his favorite program, Galaxy Squad. And suddenly... Well let me play it for you, senators. Just just look at that big monitor. Okay, roll it.
3: Captain, I've never encountered a species like this before. They think entirely in mathematical symbols.
2: Deploy starboard shield. Wait, Hi, Jason. Hi, Daddy. Hi, mommy. It's me, Zenobia. I'm transmitting my voice directly to your satellite dish. I picked Galaxy Squad because I knew Jason would be watching. I finally found a really good star to orbit 11 light-years from Earth. In my winter, I can see your sun. Your system is part of a constellation that looks like an albatross. A is for albatross, remember? A few years ago, some mammals emerged from the remnants of the Basset catastrophe, and then, last month, I acquired people. That's right, people. Gosh, but they're clever. Incandescent lighting, microwave ovens, personal computers, automobiles, all of it. I like them. They're smarter than the dinosaurs, and they have a certain spirituality. In short, they're almost worthy of being what they are, your grandchildren. Every day, my people observe your planet through their space telescopes. Thanks to you, dear brother, I can tell them what they're seeing. Acid rain, ozone depletion, the greenhouse effect. Lucky for them, lucky for me, they've started taking my warnings to heart. Study hard, Jason. You'll be a great scientist someday. I hope everybody down on Garber Farm is doing well, even the dogs. I love you all so much. Goodbye.
1: Okay, stop the tape. Thank you. Uh, Naturally, Jason was pleased to learn he'd saved his sister's life.
2: It's funny, isn't it, Mom? Dr. Croft wanted Snobby to become the Earth's canary, and instead the Earth became her canary.
4: I'm impressed she got her people to listen. When I grow up, I'm going to get people to listen.
1: So that's our story, Senators. And now, you must make up your minds. Battery-powered automobiles. Greenhouse gas reduction. Forest conservation. That all makes
4: sense to me. Dear friends, at last Ben has finished talking to that Senate subcommittee. It went pretty well. And now the whole Congress is debating the Smith-Blumline bill. You know what Senator Tate said after Ben finished testifying? He said, sometimes all you need is a pertinent parable. Sometimes all you need is the right metaphor. The earth is not our mother, he said, quite the opposite. It's September already, and we're open for Pick Your Own Apples every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, provided there's ripe fruit on the trees. We are now harvesting Primas, a dual-purpose apple, great for pies and sauce as well as fresh eating.
1: Beautiful night, hon, dear?
4: I'd enjoy it more if I didn't have morning sickness.
1: It was the same with Jason and Zenobia, wasn't it? You always got morning sickness at night.
4: (laughs) Go figure. You're right, Ben. It's a beautiful night. There's a game I like to play. I focus on a particular star and I pretend it's the one Zenobia picked. I imagine her in orbit, circling, circling.
1: The Earth is not our mother.
4: Quite the opposite. Hey, he's moving around. I can feel him moving.
1: You don't suppose it's another biosphere, do you?
4: So far, it's simply a regular baby boy.
1: But the stars are pulling at him, right?
4: No, dear. He's just kicking. He's just alive and kicking.